Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Aiden Smith with the ball. Game clock at 220 and ticking. Blue up seven. Braden gets downhill and makes a left-handed layup. He had to roll it around the rim a couple of times, but Braden made the layup. He has nine points. Purdue's up nine with 205 to play. Drew has to watch his back. Drew gives it up just in time to Reese. He goes corner to Kobe. He wants a three. He makes a three. Trojans by seven, their largest lead of the game. Timeout, UCLA, and this place erupts. USC basketball, double team on Drew. He kicks it to Boogie. He fakes the three, dribbles into a wide-open mid-range and knocks it through. Too easy for Boogie Ellis. He's got the stroke on lock, and the Trojans up seven. And here comes the crowd again. By Boswell. Mullen driving through. Will somebody hit a three? Finally. That's Justin Powell, never led in this game. Larson, again! Wow, from the wing, going hard. Hella Larson. Flustered, frustrated, fun, fantastic, whatever you want to call it. Today's Friday. Friday. It's a, 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 alliteration. <laughs> it's <Did> Friday. <laughs> Do you know me? Were you looking for a word? In which I could use to go with Friday. Because I typically either go with football or fun if Mm -hmm. we're in the first part of the the season. Ferocious. How about feisty? Feisty's a good one. It kind of fits all moods on a Friday today, huh? Yeah. Because you can hit hit the the positive side of feisty. Mm -hmm. And you can hit the, oh, man, if you're dragging your feet on the way to work today, it's, it's still Friday, so you're... You see the light at the end of the tunnel, but at the same time, you're like, I got to be here for eight hours. Oh, here's the cool thing. If you're us, this isn't even really our weekend. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> the most sports happen on the weekend. So it's like. What is weekend for radio? What do you think? Because it's all based on season. Um, so after the NFL, the weekend for sports talk will be like a Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Monday. That's what I think, because there's no because real high school basketball. There's only to... the one good early time slot college basketball game mm-hmm. on a Sunday, right? Right. It's usually a conference game, Big Ten variety. Maybe you, you get an eight. No, nah, you won't be an ACC. You get a late Pac-12 tilt um, on a Sunday, and then Monday. I know they have Super. Tu- they're back to Super Tuesdays, but what are we doing with Big Monday? Is it still big, or is that just a figment of <laughs> it's my just imagination? Monday. Because <laughs> that hasn't been big. It's just Monday. It's just been Monday. Are they waiting for some people to leave? They got another trick up their sleeve. Step right. with Pep to the back of the house, looked in. All the lights were out. Uh, that's different. That's a different song. Or poetry. <laughs> that too. <laughs> just call me Longfellow. Oh, okay. Wait, Shane, who's the guy in, um, it's Longfellow, like Deeds, right? Shane would be Shortfellow. Missed it. That's what we're on today. <laughs> no, I think if you're talking about yourself, isn't it, little John? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, okay. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm, 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 see, I think show prep matters and having Sasha here early mm-hmm. where we did the Friday morning dump. <laughs> it's Fr- Friday morning intervention. <laughs> Man. Listen, I can't just be the ABG all the time. It's <laughs> the ABG. I, I can't. I can't be that guy all the time. But we got to tighten this up, Drew Down. <laughs> hey, we're here. We're having fun. And you still have your coat on. Are you cold? Kind of. Like this shirt, it, I don't know why they make shirts like so breathable sometimes. Yeah, well, because like in the winter that months. W- that would be a shirt that people would maybe go run in on a fall day. Right. Not wear on a winter day. Yeah. So sometimes it's operator <laughs> right. error. Right. Sometimes, it's not, it's not the manufacturer. Hey, sometimes it's, it's 5.15 in the morning and you're like, what's on top? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're just coming from a holiday party and you're like, I feel like I just left here. Yeah. And that I, was last night. I did not. Thanks Although for the reminder. RSVP. I did. Because I wanted to come. I, first of all, I'm here all the time. So why wouldn't I eat when it's not on my dime? 100%. And we had, oh, what did we have? It what was, did, what, what, hey, hey, can I ask? What did we have? What did oh you have? What did, what, what, have? what did you have? We, and how is this going to be on Twitter? Like, why are you going to Twitter to see what you had? Well, because Hale Varsity Club tweeted it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it was, was it tacos? Was it? How do you not know? Well, I think it was a taco. Shane. I think it was a taco. What's Shane. up? Did you he come? He wasn't here. I was not here. Oh, it was after hours. Anything after 6? Do you even come out of the house? Anything after 10, I don't think he comes out of the no, house. No, 10. A.M. Oh, good call. <laughs> no, like 1. Okay, 1. 1, he's, he is public enemy. He's shutting it down. Shut it down. Sh- oh, that's right. We can't play music. Uh, Liquid. What's good, up? Good morning. Good morning. How often, how many times a I year? I don't go out on a school night. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. You do look like a student. Yeah. Do you take I, the bus to school today? Hey, do you remember? I remem- wish. Do you remember old um, Bugs Bunnies? Do you, did, you watch, do you, did you watch any sort of, or do you remember any Bugs Bunny? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember, do you remember Baby Chachos? F- that's what we had. Do you remember Babyface Fenster? No. Okay. Fenster was. He was a badass. <laughs> Finster looked like a baby, but he was a grown man. Got it. So yep. in order to get over on the baby, on the heist. Okay, I remember the cartoon character now that I see and him. And Bugs Bunny was like, he peeked in through the keyhole and because Finster was left at the rabbit hole. Kind of like a wayward orphan. Kind of right. how I feel sometimes at the company. And... Uh, Right, exactly. That's who I remember. And so cigar. Bugs Bunny peeks through the keyhole, and he's like, Finster? Shaven? Tattoo? So it finally dawned on Bugs that they were trying to get over on him. That, my friend, is how Shane is on school nights, because he's built like a 12-year-old. He mm-hmm. looks like a 12-year-old. When he used to turn and burn grits, he smelled like a 60-year-old. So I always used to tell him, if you still want all the discounts, shave knock on doors save yourself a lot of money people will think you're a kid <laughs> i don't know i mean you hey, just walk up just walk up like the kid in my old neighborhood though just walk up like the kid in my old neighborhood hey can i open your garage hey can i open your garage wait a minute though you're not just be a kid you're not close to being able to get discounts but you, I'm just saying, you if you're if you're smelling like you smoke grits for the last forty years, and 
you know, and you got the beard, and it's starting to gray a little bit because of your job getting up early in the morning. You could have passed for a kid, except you smelled like a a, a smoky distillery. <laughs> Not like Tennessee whiskey. That was, that was a that was a long time ago. Tennessee, that was another Tennessee life. whiskey. Somebody DM me yesterday. They said, "Stop singing." No kidding, I can't sing, but I I have fun. Sometimes I'm just in my own little world. Hey, if we were on The Voice, would a chair turn around for you? Maybe. No. Maybe. They'd be like, who had the audacity and the gall to be on this show being so terrible? Or as my man Charles Barkley would say, terrible. 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 How about how he wanted his all-star picks back last night during the show? He's like, hey, can I have my – Can hey, I can restart? I my, yeah, can I have my sheet back? <laughs> hey, we're, <laughs> hey, we're not doing that for real, are we? Man, I forgot about Aaron Gordon. Hey, give – He's like yelling at the producer. He is a forgetful the, man. Dude, he is like one of my favorites. Good entertainer on TV. I mean, I try to stick to sports 94% of the time, but I typically I kind of vibe with a lot of his political views and kind of his stance on society. And He's a self-help, pull-yourself-up kind of guy. And why is it always the producer's fault? Because you guys push all the buttons. Pushing the buttons will, uh, will I mean, how does that – translate into Charles making his picks. Yeah, well, Charles was a little haphazard. It's dead period starts. So you know what that means for me? Recruiting Free wise? time. Thank the Lord. Free time. Thank the Lord. But speaking of recruiting, there were some... You're going to recruit setting the show? Yeah. Because I haven't given you one opportunity to even say... It's all right. Like we're we good. Just start complaining. Hey, just like Shane hasn't eaten oatmeal since 1980, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to the, I've the show set up the eventually. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna open things up here by starting with recruiting and how coaches come in with a plan, and some coaches come without a plan, which is an interesting tactic. And uh, the only person that can really give some pretty good thoughts on that is you, DB. So we'll hit that in a moment. <laughs> no, hey, don't put the spotlight on hey. me. We'll, we'll get to our poll question by segment, and uh, we'll also play Doggy Dog with DB at 745. So if you'd like to play trivia against DB, 888-638-4876. We're talking to Alex Ba at 8 o'clock. Alex Ba, the head coach over at Lincoln Southwest. Then we could talk to uh, Robin Washett. Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online at 8.30. And we close, as we always do on a Friday, with Mike Sauter, who uh, participated in a wrestling match on Wednesday. And I'm sure that's how... Which, by the way... How things will start. If, if, if that was a... It's, that is to let you know that if you're older, be very, very careful about stepping in the competitive arena. Because even when it's fun and games... Somebody always gets hurt. Somebody can get hurt. Somebody always gets hurt. And feeling uh, very vat. Feeling. Hey, look. Yeah. Prayers up for Chuck. Listen, I just said very vat. Mm-hmm. I feel very bad for one Chuck Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Hey, going back to. Oh, by the way, it looked like he got snipered. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's he's limping. It, all of a sudden, it was leg. very. What's the word? Subtle, innocuous. It didn't look like much. And all of a sudden, he stopped movement, and Sauter let up, right. and I was like, what happened? There was some defeat there, I think, after the first takedown. Yeah. Did some you, argued Did you hear butt. the medical diagnosis, though? All I, all I saw was the text from Sauter last night that said, hey, this is what it is. <laughs> I was like, 
that would be a – how would you explain that to your insurance? <laughs> Think about him. He's a single guy, DB. Yeah. Do you know what it takes like to, for a deductible for a single guy? Oh. You like, start doing the needs, numbers in your if head? If he needs surgery, Oh, look at you going, thinking like a soon-to-be-married grown-up. If he needs <laughs> surgery, that thing's going to be like six grand. If his deductible is going to be huge. Hey, let's not – Prayers up for Chuck. Let's not bring the – it's a fun Friday. <laughs> or is it feisty? <laughs> was definitely that. I don't even know why I got started on that tangent. Which one? The one that I walked in on. <laughs> it's, you just feel a certain way every time you step into the building. I feel some type of way, and Sasha was here, so <laughs> – all came up. Hey, some coaches have a plan, others don't. And you told me this mm -hmm. based on recruiting visits that you witnessed on Wednesday this week. Yeah, now, all, all week. Thank the Lord for the dead period. Okay, I should say all week. But primarily we were talking about it when P.J. Fleck came into town. Mm -hmm. And uh, Omaha has garnered a lot of attention uh, all over the place. I mean, coaches came to visit Westside, but they were also at Bellevue West. Um, Omaha Ainsworth, North, Ainsworth, Omaha Central. They were all over the place. Absolutely. And the, and the schools in town ranged much further than just Minnesota, Colorado, you, 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 you wanna, Andy. So off the top of my head, Penn State, Miami, Oklahoma, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Vanderbilt, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State's coming back. Iowa State is back again this morning. Matt Campbell was just here four days ago. And we've seen more head coach. And Clark who were they here to see? Everybody? Well, uh, I, think I, can, I think I can say this, but I think they want a couple of guys to throw and catch this morning. Okay. Because we, we – I'm a little biased, but I'm, I'd rather mm. be right than well-liked. So I'm not going to sell you on a couple of guys if I don't think – Right. They can play at the Power 5 level. And I do think I know what it takes to play at the Power 5 level, if nothing else from an emotional standpoint, mm -hmm. right? I leave the physical stuff to the guys that get paid, but I do think that I have some sort of baseline. But uh, the Rezac is throwing today, yep. who is going to be a fascinating case study. Because... From a pure passing standpoint, it's going to be one thing. From a winner's standpoint, it's going to be one thing. From an athleticism standpoint, it's going to be another. And you're going to have to look at the composites of what you really want. But at the end of the day, it's like I always say, he's a winner. He's, he's a, he's a flat-out winner, and he's a gamer, and he competes. And so, you know, if I had one game to win, you can give me any other quarterback out here. And I mean that. Any other quarterback out here. And I'm going to take that guy because he's going to find a way to get her done. Like how my would man you, Larry. How would you compare him to somebody that he's, it, it he's, may, maybe didn't watch Rezac play a lot he's in high ca He's Cam Rising. He's wow. Cam, he is. No, I, I got no qualm saying it. He's a big cam, He's Cam Rising from Utah. Not always aesthetically like how you draw it up, but then you look at the results and you're like, oh, right here with a chance to win. He's camp and he's ultra competitive and we do a lot of these I'm not gonna tell you how the sausage is made, but we care a lot about more than just if you can, you know, jump thirty five inches or whatever. There's like this mental component that we try to assess so we know how, you know, pressure and so we take a lot mm -hmm. of tests. Like tests that big time agencies use just to kind of get a gauge of where people's pressure and their aptitude is in crunch time. He's off the charts. 
Danny Kalen's a good quarterback too. Yeah, he is. A lot of people are coming in to yeah. see. and you know, and and Kaline's interesting because, and I hope I, some. I always, I just call him DK because mm-hmm. he's a super nice kid. He's an interesting comp because physically, you go watch him throw. He's lights out. Big strong kid can make all the throws. I so the fan in me that cheers for him, right? Because I want everybody to be able to go to school. I'm like, hey man, a lot of upside. The coach in me that coaches against him, I want to put him in the pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the that's the duality of my personality. I'm gonna cheer for you, but I know if we want to have a chance to beat you guys, I'm gonna make you have to make plays that you're not comfortable making. So that will be the and co- and college coaches don't care. They just like the tools mm-hmm. because I think they think they can coach the rest of it out of you. And listen, you don't get I mean Penn State, Northwestern, Virginia, who else came to see him? Uh Miami. Like when schools only make one stop or two stops, you're probably pretty good. And that's DK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They weren't going anywhere he's a, else. He's got a pretty nice guy to throw the football to as well. Listen, I no disrespect. Couple no, of guys. I no say. disrespect to Hall. Give me Isaiah McMorris. Both are studs. Listen, here's the thing about Isaiah. He, he's ultra competitive. Those are miserable people to play against, and he works at it. Like, the offseason matters to him. I, I, I think he, he, he does his homework. He, he's, he's hard to play against. Now, don't think for one minute that we're not counting the number of good wide receivers they have and already thinking mm-hmm. about – usually it's three or four they have. We'll see what it is this year. But we're already like, hey, coverage-wise, this is what we want to do. What's their graduation year? What are those guys' graduation so years? So those guys are 24s. So in the 24 class, you have Caleb Pyfram, DK, Kalen, you have the Rezacs, you have Benning, you have Carter Nelson, (laughs) you have, uh, you know, McMorris, Hall. I mean, it's it's crowded. It's exciting. A lot of talent. It's exciting. A huge field. It is. Now, you told me, though. the, 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 The dad in me, though. Is, is removed from this situation, I do think there's a clear-cut number one in terms of a three-way guy. And that's when Caleb you, When you talk about offense, defense, and special teams. I, and I think any coach with a pulse that's played against mm-hmm. <laughs> would, guy. Would, say the same, <laughs> would say the same thing. You told me, though, on Wednesday that it, based on visits just with, with, with your kid, with Caleb, he asked a lot of good questions. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a... He's a He's a thinker. He, he, likes to, he likes to dig deep into the head of that head coach and say, what, what do you have in store for me? It's primarily because he was a relationship guy. Right. What, what's your plan for not only just me, but maybe the position group? And you told me that some coaches were like, hey, I got an answer for you. And then you said some don't. Yeah. And to some degree, you like the honesty, you like the transparency, mm-hmm. but at the same time, do you have all your ducks in a row by telling a recruit that you don't know what the plan is for you, the position group? Wh- where do your thoughts gauge on how, hey, some coaches have a plan and know what they're doing, one being Matt Rule. The, uh, the other coaches that visit, whoever they are, I don't know if you want to name any names. You can if you want. You don't have to. Come in and are like, hey, 
we haven't really gotten to you yet. Yeah, so I'll start with a good one, right? Uh, Northwest Missouri State. Win a lot of national championships. Win a lot of football games. I've watched it many of times. Very clear. And this doesn't have anything to do with Caleb. I'm just talking about, let's take him out of it. Let's, take just, talk, of let's just talk recruiting. Very clear on what they're after. How they play. How they want to play. This is what this is what they do. Then you have some other schools that are there for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it's another school said, hey, they weren't really familiar with the area, so another school may say, hey, you need to go check out such and such. And because that coach is reputable or whatever, they'll go say, oh, we better go take a look at this guy. You'll get some schools that are tweeners that, gosh, he's on our radar. Man, we'd like to see him live. Like, can he run around? Can he throw for us? They think they have a general idea. Then you have some schools that have a very clear-cut plan. Now, it's easy to say uh, the, the longer you've done this and um, the more ingrained you are, it's easy. It's easier for Iowa. It's easier for Minnesota, even though Minnesota has had some staff turnover. When you bring Rossi, Fleck, and Danny Collins, like those are, those are dudes, right? Those are guys that they're going to sell you on – their program. LeVar Woods comes, I'm pretty sure with Coach Ferentz, they know what they want to do, right? It's Now, there are some other schools that have just, they're just getting their staffs together. And it's like, hey, we... we Is that an excuse, though? I think so. Is Matt Rule and his staff the exception? Yes, that's why so so because they so set a that's, certain standard so full disclosure that started this whole conversation between you and i off air and i said a little on air i'm like you know what's crazy and i said this yesterday the day before yesterday compared to some schools that have done this a while and have most of their staff intact what nebraska's doing being like-minded and on the same page and pitching the same plan is unbelievable how do you not have a good vibe, though, a, a good plan? Because I think some of the staffs new. that are out on the road haven't had time to spend enough time together. I truly believe. It's been I, two months for this coaching staff. I understand, but I don't know how much time they've met and sat down in the same room to go over hey, philosophy. Hey, whose fault is that? Well, it's, it rests with the head is coach. Is it time or is it? It rests with it. It rests. It rests with, with the, the head coach, top. right? But I do appreciate, I do appreciate the honesty, and I think they do too. And in conversion, but does that turn you off as a no, recruit? No. Oh, well, I don't. That's up to. Him. I don't know. I mean, it would turn me off if they didn't have a plan for me. I think he was okay with that. I, I think he was okay. You know, I don't think he was like, wow, that was. I think he understood. Plus, you know, he's not in a hurry. Right? Oh, by no means. So he's okay for them to sort it out. And, and conversely, there's some other coaches that are like, you know, the head coach didn't come, but some really good recruiters came, and it was like, hey, listen, come to our campus. Spend a day there. We know that – whatever they said. They, we know you're the dude, but we, you have to make sure that this is a place – that you could come see and spend time with if we're going to invest in you. He doesn't just want to call you and offer you a scholarship. He wants to look you in the eye and say X, Y, and Z. I got no problems with that either. Do you know why? Because when I look back at the baseline, well, that's part of why they win. 
just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Just doesn't mm-hmm. leave a ton to chance. So sounds like another guy we like, dude. He's unbelievable. What number? I'm just telling you, this isn't Kool Aid. This isn't DB. Like, oh man, all in on Matt Rule. I'm just telling you, it's jarring to see how cohesive and on the same page they are with how they want to go about doing their business in such a short amount of time. And say what you want about the mafia mentality and only hiring guys he knows and being in the family, but it's very advantageous as you look at how they've recruited. Lance, we'll get to you next. We'll also expand on this topic and get to the poll question. That's all coming your way. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back to the show. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We're playing trivia next segment, so make sure to call in 888-638-4876. But in the meantime, let's expand on our current conversation. But I want to start with Michigan Lance on line one. Shane, can you bring Lance onto the show? Lance, good morning. Good morning, boys. How you doing? Hey, good. We can hear you today, so it's always a good day. What? What's up, buddy? Yes, indeed. So... I heard a little bit like I'm playing YouTube and I'm on hold, so it's kind of so. Andrew, what were you? There was a staff that you felt wasn't didn't know what they were kind of had a clear plan, but right. Nebraska does, and you like the way. So, what was the staff and what was their plan where you felt it wasn't clear? Uh, well, so uh, DB and I were talking earlier this week, and he told me that some coaches that came in to Westside had a clear-cut plan. They knew what they wanted to accomplish. But then he also told me that some coaches didn't have a plan at all, and I could not believe that because – and, you know, it's, it's unfair because I, I attribute everything back to Matt Rule and the job that he's done and the plan that he's been able to put forward here in the state of Nebraska and throughout, you know, wherever he went on his recruiting trips. He was in St. Louis yesterday. He's been in Texas, you know, on the East Coast. And in two months – Everybody's on the same page. And I couldn't gauge why some coaches didn't have any sort of plan when they were talking to a recruit. Okay, so so DB. Yes. So the coach, it depends on the coach. Like, was it a a defensive backs coach that came in and they were recruiting the quarterback? So, so well, I don't know for sure because I don't coach your position. I got to go back and confer. Was it that type of deal, or was it really no clear cut? You know what I'm saying? So, great question, and I just and I was explaining this to Andrew all week. I I said, can you understand that it was because I'm not going to put the schools out there because the recruiting right. process is ongoing, and I'm not going to be disrespectful because I wasn't bothered by it. I was just simply right. having conversations about the differences. And schools. So the answer to your question is yes. It was a guy that is on the opposite side of the ball that typically his position you would not expect to be well-versed in the other side of the ball in terms of what that position did. Right. So I told him – So I told him – I was more impressed uh-huh. by the open – and honesty to say right where they're at than to pretend and not set the 
standard, but it was it was very it was a very stark contrast. So at the end of the day, here's where me and DB are similar, Andrew. We want the truth, good, bad, or indifferent. Sure. So it, I, as long as it's the truth, and then let me go from there. Mm-hmm. Don't sell me a bill because there's people that can sell a bill of goods and say, hey, here's my plan, this is what I do, this is how I do it. And then when you get there, well, the wool gets pulled from over their eyes. Yeah, and, not, it's right. not. And, and, and I'm with you there. And full disclosure, I get the sense that I have seen that already. Right. And, and for me, I'm, I, I'm with you there. But as, if I put myself in a, recruiting, in a recruit shoes, mm-hmm. that's not an answer. That answer would turn me off. So, you know, you guys, you know what's oh. interesting? I don't know how you feel about this. So the, the, there's a lot of kids that are probably close in, in the state that feel like mm-hmm. even amongst themselves, some offers are more legit than others. Where do you there think, you go. So where do you think that comes from? Because mm-hmm. that's a real thing, and that's been going yep. on for a while. Yep. Does that matter? There's a lot of fake offers out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. From get, coaches. No, I get it. Right. I, Not kids just making up stuff. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for so, me, for me, Lance, I, I was more on the on the front of th- there's a problem with leadership on the top down early. And when Matt Rule came to Nebraska, he made sure that everybody was on the same page, no matter what. That even if Garrett Cooper went out somewhere to do some recruiting, he would know a little bit about every position group. That's just because everybody knows the mission, the plan. They don't have to know the exact formations, but there is some sort of clear-cut plan, some sort of answer that you can give there outside of. Let me give you guys two examples. Can I give you an example then? Yeah, go go ahead. You go first, Lance. All right, so let's let's take Colorado, right, for instance, because I'm a Deion Sanders guy. Well, I'm a Coach Prime guy. He's a coach now. When he put his staff together, he said, hey, I hire guys that I know. And he said, I hired some guys that I knew somebody that knew them that I trust. So I I may not know the guy directly, but somebody I know and trust knows them and says, this is your guy. This is who I'm going with. So if Deion said it, so that rule, if you look at the background of his coaches, well, they're all from the same area of where he is Mm -hmm. or where he was, where he's been, what he's known. The Northeast, he's either coach with them or know them from being in the northeastern part of the country. Or Texas. So even the guy from Texas that he just got, he's from Massachusetts. So there's there's a comfortability with that. Deion Sanders is still getting to know his staff Mm -hmm. in two months, right? That's not enough time to, to, to really say, if I got a guy on my staff I don't know, but the guy who I trust told me to hire him, hey, man, I'm going to trust him to a certain extent. We still got to know each other. Mm. He, that my, my assistant has to know me. Yeah. I have to know my assistant. So I, take somebody, for example, yeah, like yeah, I get the time. I get the time aspect, what, what you're talking about. I understand that. It comes down to good communication, though, too, there, to hire that no, coach. Hold on. No, no, no. no. Listen, man, it's, it's, it's not that easy. To say, okay, I got a guy I don't know at all, so I'm going on somebody else, right? I trust him, 
but I just don't I can't I can't trust their eye completely at a position that they that isn't their specialty to say, you know what, go out here and get this guy because I might say, Hey, I want this type of guy and they may misinterpret it, okay, I got this type of guy. Yeah, but I said this as well. Like you didn't interpret what I'm saying right because we don't have that comfortability of relationship of knowing each other long enough. Oh, he really he he meant this or I miss this intent. Well, sometimes that can happen, and sometimes it matters on who you're recruiting too. Like it's up to that coach to be familiar enough to know the the kid's personality, the young man or woman's per, woman's personality. Because two different examples, you know, Nebraska lost out on an in-state guy a couple of years ago. And it basically came down to the school that he went to. They had a very clear-cut plan, right? We, we mm-hmm. want you to do this. This is how we see you. This is this. And it fit his particular personality. So for as mad as people were at Nebraska or whatever, you know, for not getting him, it was more about what the other school did. Right now, conver- right. conversely, if 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 Tony White comes to if if Tony White, who's been here all of four days, comes to Westside, and they're talking three three five, and going over film and weak side defense and how he could play in the nickel or the corner or the star or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know that he hasn't been there very long, whether he has a clear cut plan or not, the fact that that's been discussed with the staff as a whole before he even hits the road, like that's impressive too. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Most definitely. Well, yes. and, and, you know, maybe <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Maybe I'm unfair, right? The way that I think may not be how everybody thinks, obviously. And, and that's why it, it's good to get well, a couple not, different perspectives. Like right. right, 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 totally. Uh, but, like, you know, just for me, like this is just a me thing. If you don't come with a okay. plan at all – like we have nothing to talk about. That's how I feel. No, nah, man. That's just how I feel. It, I, I hear you, but if somebody tells you on the front end, right? And I get your point. I really do. Like you make a really good point, Lance, and so does DB. So I can understand the perspectives. I'm, um, I'm ju- I, I, that's I'm, just how that's just how my my brain works. I'm just watching. I got you. I'm watching from afar to see if. Like what I hear and what I'm watching, you know, because let's listen, I get along with a lot of the other coaches in the Metro. And so we talk about when schools come by and and what's happening and what's their strength. And, you know, and part of it is me just wanting to glean information to compare and contrast to Nebraska. Right. Because I want to know if they're on the right track. But some of it is just I want to know how other people think. So there's a lot of different ways to skin this thing but at the end of the day I pit it against how I see a team play on Saturdays versus what I'm hearing yeah. <laughs> before right. then you know what I mean right I'm there Lance hey, thank go, ahead. Quick, go ahead one quick thing man real quick Damon mentioned Northwest Missouri State right yeah, yeah. I, co- I, re- I had a kid on my team that Northwest Missouri offered them a walk on several years ago he accepted the walk on a week later, they rescinded the walk-on. Now, this is the prestige Northwest Missouri State, right? Right. That has a plan and knows what they're doing. They rescinded a walk-on, not a scholarship, a walk-on offer. Mm-hmm. So, hey, don't don't sell me a bill of goods. Tell me on the front end. Hey, I got another guy <laughs> behind you that I may look at, too, 
that this may not be. Hey, hey, I'm with you with that transparency. Yeah. Northwest um, Missouri State. In great. Northwest Missouri State, I know very well because I went to Lindenwood. So, <laughs> thanks, Lance. Appreciate thanks, the call. <laughs> hey, uh, trivia is up next. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We had a great conversation with Michigan Lance uh, during the last segment, <laughs> so we always appreciate his call. A lot um, of opinions on Twitter. Uh, opinions, but good good points from yeah. both sides. Yeah, and Hus- Hus- Husker follower says, "Go ahead." Uh, I could see someone something like, "Hey, you're good. We want you. We don't know exactly." Uh, how you'll fit in yet. I think we could develop you to succeed at multiple positions, but we will put you in the best position to use your talents to help the team and yourself. Like, that could work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? And I think the whole key to to good quality recruiting is understanding who you're talking to. Like, for some – you and I were just talking mm-hmm. off air, right? One of the things that sticks in Drew Down's qu- – or Cross, Andrew's Cross, my personality is I would want to know. Hey, how do you envision this? Some other people may just enjoy the process. Hey, School X was here to see me. Whew, right? So you have to be very cognizant of that. Of who you're talking to. Of who you're talking right. to. But at the end of the day, when I and I tweeted this out the other day, I said recruit the type of players that enjoy – the competition and playing more than being recruited. And that's two-sided. It's for the it's for the prospective student athlete and it's also for the university. Because it just will alleviate a lot of headache. You know, why do I like why did I like Northwest Missouri State? Well, I, full disclosure, I'm a little biased, right? Like I'm a Boswick family guy. Um I know what that I know what that school is 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 meant for for kids in the area. They win a lot. Uh, I've, they've come to high schools that I've coached at just to provide insight. We've gleaned a lot of things from them in terms of how to play defense, how to tackle, like what their philosophy is. You can learn a lot on the basketball court too. Hey, listen, let me tell you how good they were. When they're talking to our head coach the other day, you, you, you talk about knowing who you are. They're, I'm listening. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm reading the paper in my head coach's office, right? I'm kind of paying attention because I know him, but I'm not trying to steal that thunder either. I'm not trying to go back and, you know, he's, Zach Martin is there coaching. Uh, coach Martin's son, who I, who I coached and coached with, um, they've had a ton of guys. So I'm a little biased, right, just because – Whatever they almost that was the Northwest Missouri State was the first school to call about Xavier Betts five months ago, (laughs) right? So they know what they're doing. Um, Now, having said that, I'm listening to him talk to Coach Samanji, and he says, "Listen, Coach," he said, "It's a little early for us, right, on 2024s, but we want to know right where we're at and get a good look so I can get eyeballs on these kids." He made the concession, even as a program that wins national championships and multiple games, he understands full well where they may be in the grand scheme of things, right? Because it takes a certain amount of conviction and security to come in after, you know, Virginia or Northwestern or or whatever and say, hey, we're Northwest Missouri State. But he didn't back down at all in terms of 
what the program means. Because as he's talking to some of the guys, it's like, hey, listen, we develop our guys. We win a lot of games, right? We're, we're highly successful at mm-hmm. what we do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just sitting back, and I can appreciate, number one, knowing right who they are. Hey, I know such and such school just left. Don't care. What I want to do is I'm telling you right where we're at and what we want. And had one of the better conversations of anybody that was in that building. So sometimes authenticity and being honest will take you a really, really long way in the recruiting game because at least you know right where you're at. And I, and, and I think that's one of the things that I was thinking about when I'm listening to some of these other schools. And they're like, hey, listen, um, not sure, but this is where we're at. I want to make contact to let you know you're on the radar and X, Y, and Z. I, I can appreciate it too. I had another coach that left, that's left the state school that's at another school that's like, hey, man, just letting you know we're going to be on your butt. So just be prepared. I can appreciate that too. I don't know anything about your school, <laughs> and he doesn't either. But I can appreciate that, right? It's just like, you know, you listen to me talk. You to can coach. appreciate it, but do you take it seriously? Yes. Okay. Because I trust him. Because those are two different things. Because I trust him. I trust him. But you, say you didn't. Say you didn't know him. Say uh, it's, coach comes up and says, like, hey, you know, I, we question. like you. That's a good question. We'll put you in the best position to succeed like Husker Follower it, had it, said. It, it doesn't. But do you take that seriously because it's just like a, hey, handshake, move does on? This, does this make sense? I don't – it's not a – it's not about me. Sure. It's, so about, I, the, it's about the recruit, so the individual. I don't, so I don't uh, – I'm just listening. It but put yourself mo- 20 years ago. I know. 25 I, years ago. How old are you? 48? Yeah, but you know what's dangerous for me? To interject myself. To interject myself in the current process. Right. And, and with revisionist history. Is very, very hard. It's a very, very fine line, which is why you listened to me talk to another Metro coach the other day for 40 minutes. I called him right after the show, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking, and you're waiting on me, and we're talking, and I'm listening to him and, and gleaning some ideas. And it's, not, it's nothing that I wouldn't do with other coaches in the Metro. Right. It, just because for me, as I'm listening, there's the coach aspect, and then there's the parent aspect, which I think is fascinating, but all the while where I'm watching, I think it makes me much better at my job when I'm talking about colleges and assessing programs because I get to pit what – I'm not – listen, I'd be it'd be disingenuous for me to sit here and say, I have no idea how Kansas State wins. I have no idea why Iowa wins. I have no idea why Minnesota wins. I have a very good, Pretty good idea. idea of why <laughs> right. they win because I'm, I'm watching. Right. I, I know how important culture is to some schools, right? Coach Acock, Coach, Coach Cam, Matt Campbell, I, I, I know why. And say what you want about the, the The pushback on Matt Campbell sometimes for me is laughable. But um, I know why. That, that, that he's been able to sustain that program. I, I, I watch him, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm, I'm, pay, I'm paying very close attention. Do you, do, you know why I, do you know why I believe? I don't know if it equates to wins, but do you know why I believe in Coach Rule? You know why. 
Yeah, they talk to him all mm-hmm. the time. It's because he he knows what he wants to do. He he knows what players will fit his program. He's a fit guy, right? He knows based on where I've been, how I like to coach, what my staff is about. This player works for me. He's not out here casting this wide net and and shaking the colander and seeing what's left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's not I, just reaching for five star guys and I, that's listen, it. Listen, I just talked to a guy. We're going back and forth on text. Guy I respect a lot. He's in education. He's got some kids that are pretty good. I saw his youngest son at the Prep West Side game the other night. And he's a diehard fan of another Big Ten team. Doesn't even like Nebraska. He puts the school that he cheers for, he's got the rock in his yard, he's got the porch swing. He's that dude. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm really starting to come around on Nebraska. Seems like they're all in, authentic. What's the word that he used? He just sent it to me. Uh, They seem to be attentive and willing to lock down the state. He doesn't even like Nebraska. (laughs) Right? But you can can witness it. Yeah. One One of his very good friends, our mutual friend, his kid went to his school. Right. Right? So it's like. Some things, it just it just is what it is, and I think it would be a lot easier for I think the fan base um, to kind of understand that it's complicated. Like you want all these kids to stay in state, and there's a good group, man. Look at twenty fours and twenty fives. I mean, fudge. Nebraska has it going. It's is some fellas, right? And I just told you, I just named the four schools that are at Bellevue West. Look who's going to Ainsworth. I mean, Michigan, Penn State. Everybody. Uh, everybody, right? And, you know, you almost wonder, too, because of how Matt Rule's inserting himself in the area. Like, he's rebuilding the pipeline in Texas, and he's inserting himself in everybody else's territory. That You almost wonder if there's a little jealousy or resentment from other coaches like, hey, I got to do the same thing to him because mm-hmm. he's doing it to me. But they're playing catch-up. Everybody's playing catch-up with Matt Rule. That's what I've been noticing over the past few weeks. If, if, like, if I'm listening to Clark Lee... Right, and he comes in from Vandy. It was later in the day, um, and people have a certain vantage point of where you are in the SEC. He doesn't believe one word of that, not not one word. And the way that he talks, and his conviction, and belief, and being able to cast a vision. See, that's that kind of stuff matters. If if I'm another school, I won't say them out loud. And let's say you 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 come schools out early, right? You kind of missed time that you said you were going to be here at this time. You think you have more time. School's out early on Wednesdays. You wait through a basketball practice. You watch the workouts. You wait and meet after. Like, that's going to resonate. What am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you know, now let's not – full disclosure, I did tell, right? I did call, and I'm like, hey, this, 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 and this, 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 and this happened, right? Like – I can't help it. <laughs> it. It is. It is crazy. I, I can't right, help it. Right. right. It's it is, like it is crazy though having like an inside source, but at the same time, seeing a coach spend and how long is practice? Two hours. Oh yeah, and if, like, if hoops with Coach Simons, who's right. super diligent with that maybe staff, two and a half hours. Longer than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it takes some dedication to stick around to talk to certain players. That's why. And these coaches. That's why I like Coach Rule's tweet when he said, "Enough's enough." These coaches are coming in here just mm. too confident. <laughs> hey, we're going to play Doggy Dog after we talk to Alex Ba next.
Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, back with you. Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Thanks for joining us. 590 AM ESPN Omaha, 590... I just said that, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. And now I'd like to bring in Alex Ba. Ba is the head coach of the boys' basketball team at Lincoln Southwest. Alex, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, appreciate you, man. It's, it's, always, a, it's always a treat when we get to talk to you, and in particular on a personal level, man. I, I, you know, I enjoy the, the heck out of you, man, and congratulations on a good start to the season so far. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Coach, Lincoln has produced some really solid basketball up to this point, and uh, that won't be changing anytime soon. You guys are currently eighth in the class. Uh, One big one tonight against Lincoln East. A two-part question here for you because you've had about a week off. How did those seven days get this team ready for today? And what's the rivalry like up in Lincoln in games like this, especially because of just the sheer level of competition we get to experience every Friday night in Lincoln? Well, to start, I mean, I think these breaks at this point of the season can be a blessing and a curse at times. I mean, it's it's nice to get a one-game week to prepare, uh, but, you know, it, the challenge is, you know, keeping guys focused and locked in for an entire week of practice. Um, the rivalries in Lincoln are insane this year. Uh, you know, the, Lincoln is as talented top to bottom as it's been in as long as I can remember, and I don't think anybody disagrees with that. So, you know, whereas it used to maybe be one or two Lincoln games you'd have on the, the schedule that would pack a gym in a season, it's it's night after night, weekend after weekend. We're getting full gym uh, every night. So we got to be ready to go against East tonight, just like we've had to be in every Lincoln game to this point. It's interesting. We were talking to Kevin Suits a couple of days ago, and he and I asked him – so I asked him right after the hack tournament if he was ready to make any bold predictions about – Lincoln High School basketball, and, and, and very sure. calm, cool Kevin Suits-like, he said, I think I'll wait. There's this round-robin <laughs> schedule coming up the next three weeks. Let me sort it out. It has been a gauntlet. And if you're trying to play the math linear game of A plus B equals C, so C equals, that doesn't work. How in, the, how in the world are you negotiating the scout versus opponent performance versus what you think you bring to the table? Do you just simply make it about your guys? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, the scout in Lincoln is pretty easy because we know each other so well. That I is mean, true, like, especially the kids. You know, it, yeah, so the kids know each other, the coaches know each other, so East knows exactly what to expect from us tonight, and we know exactly what to expect from them. Um, I think the key to this season has been, uh, you know, I think if you remove Bellevue West, I think this is as wide open as Class A has been in as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got Lincoln incredibly talented top to bottom. I think what you got to do is just hang in there. You know, I mean, it, it, you're not going to win every game in Lincoln. No one's going to. No one has. And so it's just – building towards playing your best basketball by the end of February, and it's making sure you bring it every night against Lincoln opponents because you're going to have to to win games. Alex, offense can come in all shapes and sizes in high school basketball. Um, it can also come in a lot of different ways. I mean, 
for your group, uh, it's the long ball. You guys like to shoot the three. Now, Southwest is 9% above the national average for three-point attempts, but have made 36% more than the national average projects by this point, too. So, based on this model of being a perimeter-heavy offense, what goes into your prep as a coach uh, to draw up plays in order to get your shooters open and play to their strengths? Well, you know, those are stats I was not aware of. I appreciate you running those past me. I'll have to double-check with my coaching staff to see if those are stats that we like. Uh, we want to get out and run. Uh, you know, so it starts with transition for us. And, uh, you know, we've got the athleticism to do it, and that's our program philosophy. We want to play uh, fast and get up and down and make plays in space. So, you know, a lot of that starts with us hopefully getting defensive stops uh, pushing the ball fast in transition, putting some pressure on the rim, and then having guys that can stretch the corners in transition and knock down some threes. So, you know, I don't know that we have any one just bonafide lights-out shooter, uh, you know, but we've got a lot of guys that can make it from the arc and a lot of guys that can attack the rim, and so it opens that up. I go all the way back to, and this is pre you winning – a state championship with True Blood and those guys obviously yep. covered you a ton yep. doing your broadcast. I'm this is fascinating just because you and I both know I've seen so many of these kids since they've been young. So I, I yep. I've seen the Ryland Smiths, the Chuck Loves. You got Helms. You've got Frager. Um, yep. You got a ton of options. How do you know how you want to play to make sure that you're complementing all your strengths? Oh, that's the – I mean, I think that's been the biggest challenge. Of I didn't team. even mention Boom, who uh, I think is, is integral too. So, it's like, you got options. Absolutely. Oh, we've got, we've got so many options yeah. that if we as a coaching staff, I think, tried to micromanage it and make sure we got the ball in this guy's hands at this time and that guy's hands at that time against this opponent, I think it would be a misstep. So, I think our upside – is our ability to have it be any guy on any given night. And so if you can just get guys to play hard, share the ball, mm-hmm. and play on instincts, uh, that's where you have success. The challenge becomes is getting a lot of, and we don't have selfish guys, but getting guys that are as capable offensively as every one of our players is to live with the fact that one night it might be 20 and the next night it might be you know, so it's a lot of uh, psychological management and emotional management throughout the season and trying to get everybody on the same page that our one goal is sharing the ball and winning games. We're talking to Alex Ba, Lincoln Southwest head boys basketball head coach. Toss him a follow on Twitter at Alex underscore Ba. DB just talked about uh, the grouping of players in your, in your, on your team, I should say. But let's talk about your team's leading scorer now. What's there to love about Chuck Love? Oh, I mean, he can really put it in the basket. I mean, he he is a special talent that I think is, you know, you forget that he's just a sophomore. Um, And I think he's maturing every day and expanding his game every every day. Um, So he's a real offensive talent. He's got a ton of potential defensively. And I think it's been games for him when he recognizes how disruptive his links can be defensively. Uh, that it leads to offense for both him and us. So I'm just excited to see how he continues to progress because so much of his best basketball 
is ahead of him, and he's already played really well as a sophomore. I know we've only got to got to get you out here at eight twelve because you're you, the duality <laughs> of the coach teacher. Uh, two two quick ones from me. Uh, I'll get into to East and the scout here in a second, but. You know, we do NEB preps every week with, with Jacob Padilla, and we, we really try to yeah. cover and scour high school basketball. So we watch you guys close. And the last couple of weeks, uh, Frager, Braden Frager has really started to kind of come on. We knew about – well, I've known about his athleticism for a long time and his versatility. He's, I think he's kind of finding a fit now within your offense. Yep. How, how key a cog – do you think his evolution has been as you kind of want to play for the long game uh, in in late February? Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he falls under the radar as much as he does. I agree. Guys, he's <laughs> right there at talent level. Yeah. And his the most important piece that he does for us is he rebounds. Um, so he is an outstanding rebounder. And then when we want to push in, in, in transition like we do, when you have a guy that can rebound as a big, really, lead, lead the break, uh, go coast to coast, advance the ball, he's just a pretty versatile uh, offensive player. He's shooting it well from the arc for us this year. I think he's close to 50%. He's close to 50%. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's, he's, he's taking good shots from the arc. Uh, and showing that he can stretch defenses, and then when they come out and guard him there, he can use his athleticism and left-hand drive to get all the way to the rim, and, and he's an incredible finisher there, as you know. Uh, so let me get to East real quick before we get you out of here. You, Coach Campbell, it's funny to watch you guys. You're kind of old school in your mentalities, and you never, <laughs> you guys never really embraced the AAU summer circuit, so you guys stayed lower-level coaching kids, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm watching the evolution of guys like Carter Mick, one of my favorite two-sport athletes. Uh, we know about Temple yeah. Meyer. W- when you look at East, what concerns you tonight outside of the fact that you know they're going to be well coached? Oh, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be disciplined. They're going to defend. I mean, they're going to compete. Um, and I think similar to us, they've got a lot of offensive weapons in their starting lineup. Um, I think one key that maybe the average fan overlooks is it's going to be really important for us to keep uh, Melissa, their big, off the uh, – Starting to come path. around, isn't he? That's He's starting yeah, to come yeah, around. Yeah. And, that, and that's going to be a big challenge for us. Um, but they've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. They shoot three well. They put it on the, on the floor well and can get to the rim. And they're so good at getting to two feet that when you think you've got a drive stop, they're running cutters on the backside and you just got to stay on your toes all the time defensively. Um, the one thing I will say that we like going into this game is they want to play fast, yeah. just like we do. And so I do think this game will get to a tempo we like, um, and we won't necessarily have to work for it to get it there. Uh, and so it should be a fun game to play and a fun game to watch. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Hey, next time we get you, next time we get you, Coach, I, you know I want to pick your brain about ball screens and the lack thereof, man. It's always <laughs> oh, fast. I love that. I, I can, we can get in the weeds, stand anytime you want on that stuff. I love my, to talk that. My, my, my favorite. I appreciate you, Coach. Enjoy school. All right. Thanks, guys. I will. <laughs> Bye. He's one of the few really, really good coaches. Right. That's not a huge fan of ball screens. Doesn't like adding extra defenders and his philosophy is fantastic i think there's other ways i can get guys open shots and kind of his evolution how he wants to coach man he is uh and it's great too because his son's pretty good 
They, they coach youth basketball, and neither he nor Coach Campbell want to get in the weeds with the AAU high school summer. Ba- well, we heard Coach Campbell right. a couple weeks ago. He's like, hey, full disclaimer, I coach the young guys. I stay out of that drama. Hey, I'll tell you what, too. If, if this is a coach that – has won a state championship yeah. before. I'll buy into not setting ball screens. He's, Something he's, was working he's fantastic. when he won at Elkhorn South. Absolutely. And he's a good leader, and leadership comes in a lot of different ways. And uh, you yeah. received some information yeah, about so, so, uh, leadership I, I, just a few moments ago. Yeah, just talking with one of my guys, and because we, we were talking about recruiting, right? And he's a big – he, so his, he's a huge fan. Of, of another school in, in the Big 12, and I don't often like to say their name. It's just typically horns down uh, when he and I are talking. <laughs> but, you know, we're going back to leadership and being authentic, and he says, you know, to be a good leader, uh, when you're recruiting, you have to first know what you're trying to accomplish. If there are folks that have worked with you before, they understand your vision and intent. So to me, that's implying the guys, the coach rule is kind of bringing in the fray and guys that know him. He says if you don't, you have to reteach those folks. More of your time can be focused on helping the newer staff along. This is just funny. You know, he's, he's like an example I'll give because he's always around young people, which is why I like mm-hmm. him. His daughters are fantastic. He says, I coach YMCA basketball and have done it for years. He says, the first session is always hectic because none of the kids know what to expect. If I have a kid rejoin me in the second session, the kids that had me before are familiar with me and know the drill and my expectations. It's so much easier and I think I, I the reason I like that is because some have made light of comparing and contrasting bringing over a full staff oh coach Frost brought over his guys and and that didn't work and none of them have experience at the power five level and this that and the other right and then we got the compare and contrast I was getting all those um those pie charts, right? And it's those Venn diagrams on coaching experience and youth and how they have less Power 5 coaching experience than than this staff or that staff and some cause for trepidation. And I always think, and I don't know what you think about this, sometimes the trump card to inexperience at a certain level can be familiarity with how you go about your business. And I don't know what the give and take is in that in terms of that cuz I don't have enough case studies. Right. But there is something to be said for familiarity and being able to get on the same page which we've seen this Nebraska staff. That's why they've been able to get off and running. Right. Right? I no, mean No, I'm with you. It's not just it the leadership, it's just what coach Satterfield tell us. I know exactly what he's thinking. He can be off doing this, this and this. And our staff is familiar enough to know this is what we need to be doing in the meantime. Right, which is why I said earlier on in the show, I think they're the exception to the rule after hearing, uh, no pun intended, after hearing Lance and you give your guys' perspectives from another coach's viewpoint because it is unfair to maybe pool in every single coach um, throughout this recruiting process because Matt Rule sets an expectation for this area that is maybe so out of the norm um, and so it's a, this it, is it, a different cool. this is a different time, right? In right. high school athletics, right? There is a lot of really good players, and fresh on the heels of losing the Gatorade Player of the Year in, in Flores, I think there's this heightened level of sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And remember, Coach Rule said it himself: you know, we need to keep our in-state guys in state. Like he, he he's been unabashed about about saying that, so everybody can see 
the real progress because the misnomer was is that Coach Frost didn't do a good job with kids in state. Actually, relatively speaking, did a pretty good job, especially his first couple of years with keeping kids in state. Now, you know, he misses on Mike O'Reilly Ducker and Caden Helms and Keegan Johnson and some guys like that. But um, for the most part, given the talent level, it, it's kind of a little bit of revisionist mm-hmm. history. And, and, and Coach Rule is going to have his work cut out. But I do think when he tweets things like enough's enough, I think that's a lot of what he's talking about. Like you just can't – as the state school, you have to make it uncomfortable for folks just to come around, right? I, the more I think about it, it's intentional. Oh, you're here for the second time during the day? You want to let that school know that you're still here. Right. <laughs> you want to let that other school know that you're just now leaving, right? It's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's fascinating when I look at what I think they want the finished product to be in terms of fit. I read the article last night. A guy on Twitter sent it to me, Jeff, from Mike Farrell, who, Shane, we should probably grab for the show, uh, about why he thinks Matt Rule – can work at Nebraska and it's hard not it was hard for me reading that deal from Farrell to not be all in like yep he's exactly right because he's saying from his perspective in full disclosure he's like I don't even know coach rule like that I just know guys he's coached with and guys he's coached against I'm an east coast guy so I have connections and this is what I'm getting he's all about fit and all I could do after reading that I was like that's all you and I ever talk mm-hmm. about with why I think he's gotten off to a good, such a good start is because I told you right after junior day, when you're comping the 20 guys in that room and you're basing it on something right. that you've ever – oh, Mason Goldman. Yeah, Mason Goldman's a lot like this guy, and he can do this and with this frame. And it's like when you're talking to Mason and you're doing that, that's why you cancel visits to other schools. Right. <laughs> And it's and it's cool because it resonates with everybody. Oh, his yeah. his message of fit goes with everyone. Do we have time for trivia? We only have about six minutes left in this segment. Do I have to leave? I'll kick you out. Let's let's play. I, I think we could get it done in six minutes. All right. All right. DB yeah. headset off. Just come back in about three minutes. I'm going to bring Mike in on the show. Mike. Uh, good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Hey, good man. Hey, you're playing for a Hale Varsity Club gift card, a $25 gift card to be exact. All you got to do is beat DB in trivia. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, you get answer choices. He doesn't, but he does get one Hail Mary in order to get the answer choices uh, for one question. But here's your first question. Caitlin Clark joined Dwayne Wade earlier this week as the only women's or men's Division I players with a triple-double versus an AP top two opponent since 1999. What Conference USA team at the time did D. Wade play for? Was it Louisville, Marquette, or Cincinnati? Marquette. Question number two. Frank Reich was named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers yesterday, the sixth head coach in franchise history, excluding interims. Who was the longest tenured head coach for the organization? Was it Dom Capers, Ron Rivera, or John Fox? Oh, let's say John Fox. And question number three, Mike, contrary to popular belief, it was Scott Rowland who was elected into Baseball's Hall of Fame, not Mark Gray, Shane. 
just so you know. Uh, Scott Rowland? <laughs> he won a World Series uh, with the Cardinals, Cardinals in 2006. Who won World Series MVP that year? Was it Albert Pujols, David Eckstein, or Chris Carpenter? I'm going to do, I don't know, Albert Pujols. Okay, and your tiebreaker question, how many total career points does Caitlin Clark currently have? Just throw out a number, closest one gets it. No idea. Let's just say uh, 500. 500. Thank you, Mike. Shaner, can you go let DB in? We're going to bring DB back. Mike, how's your day going? It's going, man. Just, uh, enjoying myself on coffee and cream right now. Hey, I love it. I love it. We appreciate you having you on the show. DB, it seems like you've got your work cut out for you. You excited? Mike, I'm going to keep you on are, the line. Feel free to react of, anytime. Just don't give away any answers. You are coming off a loss. Yeah, Kendall got me. Although he had audience help, so there's since there's no. But then pressure. you tied Shane. Okay. No, you beat Shane. Okay. You beat Shane. So, so I'm technically off the you're off a win. Okay, we got about three minutes here. All right, I'll hustle. Question number one: Caitlin Clark joined Dwayne Wade earlier this week as the only men's or women's Division One players with a triple double versus an AP top two opponent since 1999. What conference USA team at the time did D Wade play for? Marquette. DB, question number two. Frank Reich was named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers yesterday, the sixth head coach in franchise history, excluding interims. Who was the longest tenured head coach for the organization? Mm. That's my franchise. That one got me. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm glad I had the choice. It's either, uh, <laughs> it's either Fox or Rivera. Uh, give me John Fox. And question number three, contrary to popular belief, it was Scott Rowland who was elected into baseball's Hall of Fame as a part of the 2023 <laughs> class, not Mark Grace. Wow. He won a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2006. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> who was World Series MVP that year? <sighs> Remember, you do have the Hail Mary left. God, was it Eckstein? Give me, give me a, give me the, give me a. The answer choices. Yeah, it's either Albert Pujols, David Eckstein, or Chris Carpenter. Ooh. Uh, give me. Is it the obvious? I think it's. A, give me David Eckstein. And tiebreaker question: How many? Career total points to this point does Caitlin Clark have? Oh, Lord. Are you serious? Yeah, just closest to the number. Uh, how many years has she been there? Two? I, can't, I didn't give that to Mike, so I'm not going to give that to you. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's see. 35 games. She goes 20 a night, so that's at least 700. <laughs> she has... 1,500 career 1500, points. 1,550. 1,550. Changing his mind. Thanks, yeah. DB. Let's go through them. Mike, can you win a gift card? The answer to question number one, D-Wade played for Marquette. Nice job, both of you. Each got it right. The longest tenured head coach in the Carolina Panthers organization is indeed John Fox. You both got it right. Let's go. And the World Series MVP in 2006 
Mike, oh, unfortunately, God. it was not Albert Pujols. It was oh, David Eckstein. Let's go! DB takes you down, gets three right, and if it if it helps, you didn't get the tiebreaker either. Caitlin Clark is 21.98. Mike, we appreciate it. We should it, give him a gift card just for that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll give you a $10 gift card. I'll write your name Stay on down. the line with Shane. <laughs> We're talking to Robin Washett next. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. No real live practice to get ready for this one, so we'll see how the legs are for the Wildcats. Look at Tominaga driving to the rim to start things off. That's the scary thing about a zone is you're in an area not with a man. Ooh, Dennis Dawson. A little frustration. Take it out of the rim. Kevin Kugler on the call there. On, uh, with with the, our fame, Nicholas Allen. How, how fortunate, how spoiled are was we? Was that FS2, right? Yeah, yeah. On FS2. T- tuple, couple of local. brother, as you said. Great. Yeah, man, I, we got to ask my guy, man, how he feels <laughs> about that. Uh, it's back on Coffee and Cream in the morning here on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and now bringing in Robin Washett, uh, who is a, a, a fantastic guest if you want to learn anything and everything about Nebraska basketball. He's the Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online. Robin, good morning. Good morning. You're, you're far too kind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always feel like you say that, but I, you it, know it, me, it, Robin. Yeah, I'm not saying anything good about anybody that I don't believe, man. <laughs> like, this, your write-ups. Right. When, you put, you, it, when you put it like that. Right? Right. Like, like your pregame notes, the your patience i mean people at your delivery so here's my favorite right like even trev doesn't know but what inevitably is somebody going to ask robin wash it hey robin i'm in chat um how many games does coach hoiberg need to like bro how how is robin how is robin (laughs) supposed to know that like why do people ask robin wash it robin have you talked to the the brass do you know how many games Coach Hoiberg needs to win to save his job. <laughs> yeah. And the best is when I just give him a guess and they get mad about it. <laughs> well, and you, you know what's That's always fun. You know what's funny about that, Robin, is because I was listening to your fast break segment the other day, <laughs> and you had mentioned an interesting point about Fred Hoiberg kind of like answering the question without answering the question uh, by talking about how the $11 million buyout could be hanging over Trev's head. Um, or Is that you a know, lot? It, it's not a small amount of money, and uh, possibly the long hours and stressful days he had to endure when uh, he was searching for uh, his next football coach. I mean, answer this if you can. Uh, does that make you think, no matter what happens going forward, that they will just stick to Fred for another year because he was hit with a lot of uncertainty this year? I'm not going to say no matter what. Um, there's a lot that could potentially change over this next month and a half to where I mean if this thing completely bottoms out and they're losing every game by 20 and fans stop showing up then it might be a much different discussion but you know personally I don't see that happening I think there's still too much leadership on that locker room even with the guys that are out um, and you know I think they have a, a style of play that assuming they can get some semblance of offense going they can at least avoid those types of just real embarrassing defeats but 
you know, they're they're facing a really uphill battle right now. And I think, uh, as I mentioned in um, that, that video and, and other places, that uh, it's kind of just an incomplete discussion right now because a lot depends on just kind of the optics of how this thing finishes out. And, you know, are, is Fred Oiberg's team still playing, um, you know, with fight? Are they, are they um, you know, at least given the level of effort that, has given them the success that they've had thus far. And are they, even if they're not necessarily winning um, much, are they at least giving the fans a product they can be proud of? And if they do, um, I think that the reasons for optimism um, paired with Fred's situation um, with his contract and then obviously uh, Nebraska's situation coming off all the work they had to do on the football side, it just seems like... You know, everybody's trying to avoid having to make a, a big move right now. Um, and so, uh, again, that, that's kind of where I think things stand right now, but um, there's very much the opportunity that things could change one way or the other in this discussion, just depending on how the rest of the season plays out. Robin, let me take advantage of your thoughtfulness. How do we reconcile, or how would you reconcile in your head when his top five guys were playing, they were seven and three, right? I, I It's hard data. It's right there. We can see it. A couple good wins. Creighton, Iowa. Say what you want about a meaningful loss with Purdue versus four years of a, being a microcosm of what Nebraska historically has been. Is that – like, how long of a discussion is that? I mean, I think that's a huge part in this because of just how drastically Fred changed – everything about this program since the end of last season with reconfiguring his coaching staff and bringing in guys with different philosophies and, and schematic ideas and mm. recruiting a different type of player where you're not going out there and, and stargazing for the best available prospects. You're getting guys that fit a plan that, you know, that fit an identity that you're trying to build. And the fact that they had immediate success um, in literally one off season and um, one half of a regular season to, um, show what you know maybe this big picture vision could be you know i think that that's something that when you talk about reasons why fred should come back that's that's got to be right up there at the top of the list that i think every every nebraska fan that you talk to will agree that this has been by far the most enjoyable season under fred hoiberg and it's not even close um and a lot of that is because they're playing a style of basketball that one is in my opinion much more conducive to success in the big 10 Fits, fits the uh, type of play that I think a lot of Nebraska fans want, where they're tough, they're gritty, you know, they're playing good defense, they're rebounding, and it's team-oriented offense. And I think that that is something that, you know, re- regardless of uh, win-losses, is a lot easier for most fans to get behind. And, you know, you pair that with the fact that they went to Omaha and beat Creighton. They beat Iowa by 16. They arguably should have beaten the number one team in the nation in Purdue, uh, they beat Ohio State. You know, I mean, like those, those are undeniable. That you know, when when this picture played out the way that Fred Hoiberg had hoped, Nebraska was pretty good. And you know, they lost two of their most critical players. There's four guys that they could not afford to lose, and they mm-hmm. lost two of them. Uh, so like that, you got to equate that in the discussion as well. There's very few coaches that you know, I don't care if it's Duke or Kentucky. If you lose two of your best players, you're going to be a different team. And especially in Nebraska's situation where 
you know, essentially, <laughs> I know it's year four, but they're really in year one of this mm. rebranding of the program. Um, you know, they, they just had such a small margin of error to begin with, and then you lose those two guys. That's that's pretty crippling um, as far as maintaining that level of competitiveness. So, um, you know, I know that that's the one side of the coin where you, you look at all those reasons uh, of, of why you can be optimistic about the direction this thing is going under Fred Hoiger. But the other side of the coin is, you know, people are saying it's year four and essentially you're telling me that we need to go through the, the grind of a, another year one right now. Um, and how the, this is, there's tracking to be yet another sub 500 season um, where you're not even remotely close to sniffing postseason play. Like I, I just don't think there's a wrong answer at this point. And if you, no matter who you ask, you're going to have a different opinion on, what Nebraska should do with its men's basketball program. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more to the sides of given the financial uh, part of it um, and my opinion that I don't think Trev really wants to pay $11 million for another coach, not the coach here. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the fact that he seems pretty supportive of this new direction that Fred has taken. I mean, he's been to as many home games as I can remember, at least that I've seen him. Um, you know, obviously he's, he's actively involved with, you know, talking to players and coming to practices and stuff like that. That just, you know, suggests that Trev is more leaning towards the camp of letting this thing play out for at least another year to see if they can continue this, add some more depth. Um, you know, it's going to be a, another task this offseason, replacing Greasel, Walker, and Bandamel. But, you know, if you can return the core group of guys, especially some of these young dudes that are going to be playing a lot of minutes, down the stretch here, you know, the Jamarcus Lawrence, the Denim Dawson, the, um, I guess you can throw Wilhelm in there as well. You know, those guys are going to be cutting their teeth in a big way over this next month and a half. And, you know, that, that maybe changes the dynamics of, of what your roster next season could be because you actually have some experience coming back despite what you're losing with those three veterans. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that, that that's a big part of this. And for the only opinion that matters with Trev Alberts, um, I think that that's, could be enough reason to, to keep this thing going another year. But again, they, they got to make sure they finish out strong and, and don't change that opinion over the next month and a half. Robin, time Amazing. flies when we're having fun, and it's already to the end of our segment now, but you had a lot of great information, and we appreciate your time as always. So good, Robin. I appreciate Absolutely. you. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. That's Robin Washett, Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online. Tell us him a follow on Twitter, at Robin Washett. Easily, easily in my top ten. For guests, he's just so good. Like you, he he fits my he fits my personality. He made a ton of great points, and you know, frankly, something else that you know he kind of alluded to with losing Gary and Bandamel. At at some point, Greasel and Walker have to be have to stop being unselfish on the floor. They have to take over. I always wondered if they could bottle what's made Bandamel such so endearing to like Trev and his staff. Could they build a program on stuff like that? Because he has some intangibles. Mike Sauter up next. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. This segment with Mike Sauter is presented by Awaken Men's Health. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. I, I would agree, Damon. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike, Mike Sauter. This potential car wreck 
<laughs> with Mike Sauter during his segment is brought to Whoa. you by. <laughs> no, actually, I just in, in, in case of the potential car wreck, make sure you, you find folks, stop out and see our guys at Dingman's. Voted best in Omaha uh, for 18 years running. So good at what they do. A lot of personal experience. So I'm telling you what I believe to be true. If you're looking for locally owned and operated that's got care and concern for the community, do you see that? A lot of alliteration, like our fun, fantastic Friday. Then it's got to be about Dingman's. They got great locations all over the city. Yeah, you can stop out on 120th. That's their standalone. Uh, they do what they do. All makes and models, old to new, 25 years in the business. You're obviously pretty good at what you do. That is Dingman's Collision Center. As we welcome in Herdot Sports, very own train wreck. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> he he Slaughter. probably feels like a train wreck too. Well, it's, he's got low testosterone. That's probably what oh, it is. Is that what it is? How's your testosterone levels, Mike? It's it's it's, uh, it's better than I thought. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, today said wake, no one ever. Waking up today, I'm feeling a lot more sore today than I did yesterday. Yeah. Um. But the champ is here. Oh, I knew that was coming. The champ is here. The champ. Yeah. The champ is here. The champ is definitely here in that was, the building. That's Will Smith. What movie was that? Um, is it Ali. Very good. Yeah. Ali. Well, Ali. A, yeah. Ali. Kumbaya. So, what I should do is go check out Andrew with Awakened Men's Health, who has over seven Not years. Not me. Over seven years of experience <laughs> with men's Your hormones, is good. <laughs> peptides, and weight loss treatments. If you're cur- curious about testosterone levels or suffer from fatigue, low libido, weight gain, or muscle soreness, go check him out at AwakenMensHealth. You're experiencing some muscle soreness, too, after your fight with Chuck. I shouldn't I, say fight. fight yeah. Wrestling match with Chuck. And, you, and I definitely think you're low on the whole libido testosterone thing. So, so go, go get yourself woke. <laughs> Stay woke, Mike Sutter. I was going to say something about asking my wife, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> hey! I want to do all that. No, um, for real though, on the my body is telling me I'm a 43 year old and shouldn't be wrestling grown men. And my mind's telling me no. See, I was, <laughs> but my body. Yeah. Mike, at, at what point, Mike Jerome R. Kelly? At what point should you not mess around? anymore and actually take competition seriously yeah i almost got a rude awakening too and he's much younger than me darlando hill who's a state champion wrestler coaches on our west side wrestling staff i went to school with his uncles or and his dad and we're just messing around after practice and he had the solder technique too: stall long arms didn't (laughs) exert a ton of effort you know i wanted to give him a warning but i remember when he won state you know he's very defensive oriented but i felt a lot better <laughs> this guy i had a feeling you'd be in trouble over here when i when your lack of flexibility <laughs> was very apparent that is true hey couldn't right. do a sit-up it's just weird. i could do a sit-up couldn't do a push-up i can do multiple i could do i could all right when we're done with this show for the morning dump i'm gonna do 25 push-ups in a row Jesus i believe i believe you i will okay this is how the wrestling thing happened was I, I got dared, and I'm like, all right, I'll show oh, this you. This wasn't a dare. I just called you out and said that people I'm, are I'm saying you won't. Hey, I'm not the people. I was just telling you what the people I, were saying. I'm the champ. The champ Don't is forget. here. I have a question. 25 okay, push-ups with a bad bag. You've done this a while. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen a team in consecutive games have seven-point possessions? Um, not, not very often. Wasn't it? Tuesday? Yeah. 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 Prep in Westside. That was um, – 
They did it a couple of days earlier against Central. Yeah, it 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 was Westside was in control of that game. It felt like thirty out of thirty two minutes. And then it just was like that one little, you know, you make a mistake and getting a tee, probably, you know, no reason to talk in that moment um, after a foul. So that's four straight free throws. You're up 37, 33, and then bang. And then you miss shot and then bang. Like, and then, or they get the ball and then it's a three and it's like and Joey Reichel was a dude. Yeah. Um, like he could miss six threes. I, I just I, I, I go back and I listen. I'm, I, I watch that and I'm like, huh, are we icing ball screens or are we not? Yeah. Like that's – you just can't let good shooters shoot the basketball. I kind of felt bad too in that game for C.J. Mitchell. Well, I mean, I felt bad, but he was like – I mean, he was on it early. Early. Quit like real early. And then he got his second foul with 152 left in the first quarter and he had to sit and it kind of took him – then it was kind of took him out of it. And it's because he had to sit for like four minutes. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's so but much that as much as he was getting downhill, getting to the rim, and and, and he was doing that all game. Yeah, right. Like he was doing that all game, and, and they they still have to shoot the basketball better. Yeah, like if your if your offense is predicated on driving kick, well, the people you kick it to better make shots. <laughs> like yeah. that's basically what it is. So are you are you firm in Gretna two? dogfight everywhere else. Yeah. I, I think at this point, I think Gretna's established themselves at, as the two. Um, Bellevue West, obviously, I think the one. Which Bellevue West has a nice little run here coming up. It's all relative. Sioux City East is undefeated, ranked top five in Iowa. Um, that's Thursday night uh, coming up. So I think that one's at Bellevue West. That, that should be a good game. We'll see. Um, I, I think that they are um, – I think Bellevue West is clear one. I think Gretna is clearly two at this point. Um, and then it's really like it's probably prep at three. But, yeah, prep, I'm gonna, side. I'm going to disagree. I just I, – I mean, I'm saying just – No, no, no. It's just a discussion. I mean, I mean, who beat who? Who, who am I? Yeah. Who beat who? Miller North is in that group. Um, East – well, Lincoln just beats everybody. What was everybody. Tuesday? That was wild. <laughs> For Lincoln East, it's like, and all of a sudden here comes Pius, and yeah. we talked to Alex this morning with Southwest, Southwest and Lincoln East. Like, it's a it's a super crapshoot. Yeah, you have um, Southwest tonight plays. They play East tonight. Is yeah, Southwest plays East. Yeah, Lincoln. There's some big games this week. So Carney goes to North Star tonight. Carney's at 16, number 16. In the wild card points, and, right Bre- and Brandon Clemens and North Star starting to really play right. well. Carney's Santanella four, yeah. Um, so this is kind of a big game. Brian wins. We're not talking about Lincoln. I mean, just skip it. Brian's at fifteenth right now, so that's a two that gets you a home game in the district. Team Galen Gully. So like they beat North the other night um, on Wednesday, which was a weird Wednesday night game. I know. So don't you don't see it often. Let, let me Drew Downs. Uh, brought up this fantastic first segment and it drained in the second segment and then went into the third segment <laughs> recruiting prowess yeah. schools in town man Oof. when's the last time you remember seeing a week like this for the who's who oh i don't it's not it's been i don't think ever like maybe back in the day before we tracked all this stuff you know <laughs> like, back in the day like yeah but when you, you played. were playing <laughs> you, you know, oldie when it, you old man it's, it's impressive right like in I, I do have – I had a couple people hit me up about, like, 
Oh, if Sauter doesn't tweet that school's in town or at our school. Sure, it's hard for you to keep up. There's a lot going on and moving parts. <laughs> then it must not have happened. And I, my response was, I'm not a mind reader. Like, if you, want it, if you want me to share it, who's in today? Tell me. Like, and I'll be more than happy to. Um, so it's, it's one of those things like, but Danny Kaline's getting a ton of run this week. I mean, a ton. Northwestern's back again today for him. They were here earlier this week. Colorado's O season. He's going there tomorrow this weekend for an unofficial visit. Um, I th- there's a lot going on. Tyson Terry, Caleb Pyfrom have had big weeks. Caleb obviously has had a bunch of people come in and see him yeah. at Westside. Uh, Westside today. Iowa State is there. Yeah, Anthony's today. throwing this yeah, morning. Throwing for um, he was. A, Change, exchange text with him this morning, last night, this morning. He wasn't sure the actual coach that's coming in, if it's going to be Campbell or not, because Campbell was in, how about this guy, uh, Joseph Stein, Kevin Stein's kid. Mm-hmm. He flew into Grand Island, Matt Campbell and the tight end coach, flew into Grand Island, went to Grand Island Northwest yesterday to watch, to see Joseph Stein, who is their 220-pounder wrestler. Um, and he's a big, long, drink, tall drink of water. Yes, he had one <laughs> catch last year. Care That ain't what it's about right now. So uh, that's another name that is interesting, right, that, that we don't really – no one get, he doesn't get talked about a ton. And how about Ainsworth? Like, you're going to have – Marcus gonna, Freeman went to freaking Ainsworth, Nebraska. Yeah. Notre Dame's head coach. That's, that's crazy, too. Deal. They just asked for Caleb's transcripts, too, the other yeah. day. So maybe here comes Notre Dame. But yeah. you're going to have five guys – with double digit, all five have. Yeah. There's five guys with more than double digit power five offers in the 2024 class. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot? Kiss. That feels strong. To, uh, the Riley Ducker, Helms. Uh, who else was in that group two, two years ago? Right. Um, yeah. I feel like there was five or six in that. More than that. With double sure. digits. Well, not double digits. Okay, maybe f- those two for sure. Because you'll have Pyfrom, mm-hmm. Nelson, yeah, Kalen. And Benning, Kayla, and McMorris. McMorris and we'll, we'll, we'll see what Davon Hall could all approach. Oh, and Davon Hall. Yeah. So six. Yeah, that's six, right? Yeah, we'll we'll have Let's double see. digit power five offers. Yeah. yeah, super six would be pretty easy then, huh? <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> maybe Sam Sledge will get snubbed again. Wow, I'm bitter about that one. I was going to yeah. say that one hit I, deep. I when that dude's the starting center at Nebraska or whatever in like two years, people are gonna be like, "How did this?" From your lips to God's ears, I want him to play so bad. Yeah. Uh, let me. Let, can we get him out of here on this? Yeah. Let's AR. Do it. So got 30 seconds. How are you going? When you base rankings, are you going to look at productivity or are you going to look at scholarship <sighs> offers? Well, you got to do a little bit of both. You got to balance both. <laughs> um, probably a little bit of productivity, and and by that I mean what Caleb did in the state championship. It doesn't have to against, be about my kid. No, I know, but against who he did it against, because I my affinity for Zane Flores, Flores is remarkable, right? So, um, yeah, that that goes that matters, right? Tape matters. Gonna be situation. gonna be interesting. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next.